Today's readings are about God's mission in the world and about God's vision for the world in which that mission is rooted. Whether we're looking at the Jeremiah reading, the psalm, or even Hebrews in its own way, each of these is about God's saving mission in the world. And the gospel from Mark today especially invites us to realign our vision with God's vision. And when we see anew, to follow Christ on the way as Bartimaeus did. The scene in the Gospel of Mark is a vivid one. First, we hear that Jesus and his disciples have arrived in Jericho, and then immediately we hear that they are leaving Jericho. We don't hear anything about what happened in Jericho, which is significant. We'll come back to that in a minute. But at the moment that we encounter Bartimaeus in the story, you may see in your mind's eye a great throng of people filing out of Jericho. Jesus towards the front of this procession, his disciples somewhere around him. But the vast majority of these people, it's safe to assume, just joined up with the Jesus movement in Jericho and are in the process of leaving their homes and families' safety and security behind. Unmentioned in the story, but present, are all of the people back in Jericho who heard the message, or at least heard of the messenger, and decided to stay. It's worth considering why some would leave and some would stay, but in thinking about those who did follow Jesus in this great procession, whatever we may say about them, understanding of the mission in full is unlikely to be one of them. In the context of the Gospel of Mark, Mark's Jesus is constantly telling the disciples, those closest to him, that they don't understand. He keeps saying, basically, how can you be so dense? I keep trying to explain to you what this kingdom is, and you just don't get it. So those who spend day in and day out with Jesus don't understand it, so it's hard to imagine that this big throng of recently recruited Jerichoans seized to the heart of the matter. So, we can attribute to them maybe a great deal of faith in their willingness to leave their lives behind and follow Jesus, but understanding is a harder thing to come by. And that's borne out when, as they are barely out of the city gate, Bartimaeus pops up in the way and starts crying out for Jesus. And the response that he gets is to be shushed. All of these freshly minted disciples who have just joined up in their infinite wisdom tell this blind beggar to be quiet and to get out of the way. But Bartimaeus refuses to go away. He persists. And as a result, he is healed, follows Christ on the way. His life is never the same. So that's what this story means for Bartimaeus. But what might it mean for us? I think that answer lies in where we find ourselves in the story. We have two individuals, Jesus and Bartimaeus, with whom we may identify, probably guessing that we're not identifying with Jesus. Raise your hand if, if you're Jesus. Okay, good, because you should come up and finish. <laughs> but you may identify with Bartimaeus, and I certainly don't want to rule that out, 
And if that is where you find yourself in this story, then God bless you. But I have a feeling that most of us identify with one of the crowds, the crowd that is described, the one that is following Jesus, or the crowd back in Jericho saying, thank God those people left. Probably most of us who are here in church on Marathon Sunday, the dreaded Marathon Sunday, are in that first crowd trying to follow Jesus, trying to get it right, and yet as soon as we step out of our front doors, we find ourselves shushing blind beggars. So if we find ourselves in this crowd, what is it that the crowd thought was going on? I think the answer to that lies in the geography of the story, the silence about what happened in Jericho. It does not take a seminary education to know that Jericho is a very important place in the Bible and in Hebrew history where Joshua wins his great victory for God, the walls come tumbling down, the land is reclaimed for God's people. The name Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua, which is the same name essentially as Joshua. So here we have a man named Yeshua with a following marching around the promised land on his way to Jericho, next stop Jerusalem, not quite, but soon, showing up at Jericho. So what did the people think was about to happen? I think it's very clear that they thought that the mission that was going on is a geopolitical one. The people, the kingdom, the promise, a here and now promise of power, of reclaiming, of unity, of throwing off empire. But what do we hear in Mark? We hear nothing about what happens in Jericho. If that was their expectation, it's not what takes place. What we do get recorded is this exchange with Bartimaeus. And in that, Jesus reveals that the vision is a great deal bigger than what people thought. What Bartimaeus is capable of seeing that the people around him are not is not that Jesus is powerful or that Jesus is charismatic or a good teacher or a good preacher or even that he can heal people. They have all seen that and that is why they're following. What Bartimaeus is able to see is that he is himself a piece of this. Jesus has not come to reclaim the kingdom. Jesus has, re has come to reclaim the people, the loose ends, the ones that are easy not to see. This week, we've seen some terrible things. We've seen bombs arriving on doorsteps. We've seen people gunned down in their place of worship. With such incredible darkness around us and hatred and blindness to one another, these words, this challenge, is not a lukewarm one. It is a radical one. It is a call to action, yes, but it is also a call to transform ourselves, to try to see what we cannot see. With all of that going on, there was another event this week right here in D.C., which was the service of the interment of Matthew Shepard's ashes at the National Cathedral. Some of you may have been or may have watched online. Matthew Shepard, a young man who was brutally murdered 20 years ago 
for his sexuality, now finally laid to rest. And it was a powerful moment, and it was a moment of hope because a light that could not be seen 20 years ago, we can maybe see a little bit better now. It's a reminder that the good news of Christ is good news even in the darkest of times. But at the same time, it is a challenge in itself to confront all that we have yet to repent of. And so as we read the gospel today, as we reflect on it, who is it that God is calling each of us to see with fresh eyes? Who is it that you, that I, individuals, groups of people, whatever it may be, who is it that we fail to see as a part of the mission, as a part of the vision of God? What will happen if we do see them? What new grace will God reveal when we do? Amen. Amen.